the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And today I'm uh, broadcasting to you from the NBC studios in Burbank, where I just uh, taped a piece that should be on the Today Show tomorrow, unless unless some breaking news preempts me, about Britney Spears. <laughs> and Britney Spears um, obviously can teach us all some lessons. I mean, we can learn lessons from examining what's going on with her and what's, unfortunately, how people are just uh, letting her continue to spin out of control and so on. But these kinds of news stories are also serving uh, a purpose that diverts us from some of the things that are going on that are not as, uh, that we can't quite get our arms around, that um, we are a little more frightening than what's going on with our latest Barbie doll, um, and that is terrorism. And today we're going to be talking about exposing the imminent threats of terrorism, what the mainstream media won't tell you. We hear the word terrorism a gazillion times a day. We let it go in one ear and out the other as part of our desensitization, denial, and cognitive dissonance. We're desensitized because we do keep hearing it, terrorism, terrorism, the war on terror, the war on, I mean, we hear it, you know, countless times each day from uh, the media, and uh, denial, because that's what we're in, in terms of um, finding out what the real threat is, and in terms of preparing ourselves psychologically and physically, as well as practically, um, to deal with it, and cognitive dissonance, meaning on the one hand, we tell ourselves, oh, whatever we hear in the media is just hype, it's government propaganda, it's Osama bin Laden's saber-rattling. But a part of us, at the same time, if we're honest with ourselves, in our heart of hearts, does actually feel terrified. Today's guest, Jeff Epstein, the president of America's Truth Forum, is someone who has been devoting his life to getting out the truth of terrorism, about terrorism, about the threats, about what we should really know the real truth, not what we're being fed through other media. And he has continued to do this despite the fact that his life uh, continues to be, and I dare say increasingly is, threatened by people who don't believe in the uh, saying, don't kill the messenger. So welcome to the show, Jeff. Well, thank you, and good afternoon, Carol. You know, I'd like to um, start out by putting you on my couch, um, as I usually do with guests. On Dr. Carol's couch, um, to start off with, how you got you personally got interested in terrorism and in devoting yourself to it? Boy, that's a good question, Carol. But uh, basically, in 2004, following the election, I had uh, many contacts out there in the intelligence community, people that were involved in counterterrorism. 
and uh, enlightened me. They um, they shared a lot of information with me that wasn't readily available, and uh, most of that information was chilling. And I decided that the best thing to do would be to organize educational symposiums, and that's what we've been doing across the country, just to get the truth out to the American people. Because, uh, unfortunately, sadly, the message has not gotten out. It's been blocked by mainstream media uh, conduits or channels, and that's the void that we've been filling. So it was just a question of, of recognizing, once again, the fact that all of us are very much under threat and this information is basically being blocked from from getting to our citizenry. Now, before this occurred in two thousand and four, what were you, what were you doing? What was your life like? It was what a little more political in two thousand and four. America's Truth Forum is a nonpartisan, nonpolitical educational five hundred one c three. Prior to that, as a career, I mm-hmm. spent. 20-something years in mortgage banking. I was a senior vice president with a California-based lending organization. We were the second largest bank in the country, and I spent a lot of time investigating mortgage fraud. Wow. You would have your hands full with that now. (laughs) Well, you know, it it helped prepare me because, uh, believe it or not, mortgage fraud wasn't much different from some of the stuff that I've seen now, especially when it comes to tracking the money. Now, that's interesting. What do you mean? Well, no. Uh, like I said, my background, I was involved in some investigations um, involving mortgage fraud when I was a senior vice president with, with that California-based bank. And, you know, some of the same tools and, and things that uh, instrument, instruments or, or uh, procedures that I used then, I was able to apply now. You mean, um, uh, you mean like... Um... Back then, I had investigated one particular uh, situation, w- which we ended up... Uh, I, I, report, I reported to the FBI in the Office of Thrift Supervision. A lawyer was disbarred, and a number of real estate professionals were actually incarcerated because of uh, their role in, in committing acts of mortgage fraud. And so, uh, so I, I figuring, was able to, that, it, figuring that out by following the money, what you're saying is similar to understanding some of the um, things that are going on with terrorism and by following the money. Could you sort of elaborate on that in well, terms of terrorism? following the money, and then there's also paper trails. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, for these terrorist front organizations, um, there are usually paper trails and affiliations and associations that are worthwhile in terms of being researched that are indicative of uh, their operations and activities and, and intentions. Okay. Could you continue to elaborate? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, You know, there's something I'd like to bring up for for your listening audience today. The Muslim Brotherhood. And uh, just that's one of the most menacing organizations as far as I'm concerned out there. The Brotherhood, which is also known as the Ikhwan, is a sinister society with far-reaching tentacles. It infiltrated, Carol, the United States in the early 1960s. And it also, um, it also spawned groups such as Al-Qaeda and uh, Hamas. It's, it's got a presence in over 70 countries. And it's, inc- it's targeted the, the world 
including the United States, Europe, Israel, etc., for Islamist conquest and domination. So, in our research, you know, the Muslim Brotherhood is behind the Muslim Students Association on American colleges and universities across America. Um, it was the Brotherhood that actually radicalized degenerates such as uh, Osama bin Laden's deputy, Ayman, uh, or Ayman, excuse me, Zawahiri, the blind sheik who uh, was convicted for his role in the 1993 World Trade Center bombing Omar Ab- Abdel Rahman, and even the architect of the 9-11 attacks, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, who is now sitting in uh, Gitmo. But the Brotherhood's approach to conquering the United States is through what they call Dawa, which is Islamic Renewal and Outreach. And their program, um, titled Ikhwan in America, details a 20-point plan through which they intend to replace our republic with an Islamist state. And a key excerpt of the plan reads that the process of settlement is a civilization jihadist process and that their work in America is a kind of grand jihad where they intend to eliminate and destroy Western civilization from within and sabotage what they consider to be our miserable house by our own hands, in the hands of their believers. And, you know, they're here. They're very well entrenched. They've once again hatched a number of menacing organizations, like the Muslim Students Association, which is on somewhat, uh, I believe, 300 colleges and universities across America and Canada. They promote paramilitary training uh, with, with firearms. And uh, they're here to do us grievous harm. And in the meantime, we have people in Washington now that are viewing the Brotherhood, which is sworn to our death and destruction, as a moderate Islamic or Muslim organization, and they're reaching out to them. Hmm. So that's part of the work and, and part of the message that we're trying to disseminate in this country. People have to understand what's happening. And unfortunately, um, what we're seeing, Washington has sold this out. There are people and organizations that have been infiltrated. The FBI has been infiltrated. Homeland Security has been infiltrated. Certain areas in the State Department and the CIA have been infiltrated. And we've seen issues uh, come up uh, over the last week or so in the Pentagon. What is that? What well, is, I, I... unfortunately, there was a termination at the Pentagon uh, just about a week ago, somebody by the name of Stephen Coughlin. Stephen was a specialist on Islamic law and Islamist extremism. He was fired from his position on the military joint uh, staff, and he was fired because of his work. It was opposition to his work you know, that he was providing to the military by pro-Muslim officials within the office of the Deputy Defense Secretary Gordon England. So, you know, we were looking, a number of us were looking at the, the Pentagon as basically one of the last um, areas that we're looking out for our best interest, knowing that the State Department has become so Arabist and has been infiltrated uh, to the level that it's been infiltrated. 
Well, you know, uh, unfortunately, we have to take a break now, but I, I do want to hear more about this because um, I, I want to hear what you would say to people who would tell you, and I'm sure people have told you, oh, that just sounds paranoid. How could our FBI and Homeland Security be infiltrated? What do you mean infiltrated? So we'll talk. We'll start from that when we come back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest today is Jeff Epstein, and he is the president of America's Truth Forum. And we're telling you things here about terrorism that you are not going to hear anywhere else. So stay tuned. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. The Kerry Douglas Show, with the CEO of Worldwide Music Incorporated and the founder and publisher of Gospel Truth Magazine, Kerry Douglas. By tuning in weekly, you will gain insight, tips, and tools to help get your career started. From how to market yourself to distribution of your product, learn the power of faith-based marketing and much more on The Kerry Douglas Show. Join Kerry each week with guests from the gospel music industry, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors as they discuss faith-based news, events, and trends. The Kerry Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas broadcast each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and is brought to you by Gospel Truth Magazine and Worldwide Music Incorporated on the Voice America channel. The Carrie Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas, your premier source for faith based entertainment, news, events, and trends. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking to you today about the imminent threats of terrorism, exposing them because the mainstream media won't. My guest is Jeff Epstein. He is the president of America's Truth Forum. And uh, before, during the first segment of the show, you've been uh, telling us some things that I'm sure some people are scratching their heads and saying, what? Like, for example, um, talking about how 
our government, Washington, sold us out to the terrorists. We were talking about following the money. And, um, I mean, essentially, I guess some of this, of course, was in Fahrenheit 9-11. You know, I mean, that was Michael Moore's premise, too. But what's happening, like, since then, what's been happening that you have um, been discovering that makes you say that, that they sold us out? I'm not saying the government itself, but there are certain individuals there uh, basically occupying our House of Representatives and our Senate um, that have chosen an easy path. Um, the scuttlebutt is something that's commonly referred to as the Saudi uh, 401k plan or the pension plan. And what it means is don't vote against the Saudi bloc, and when you retire, when you retire you're voted out of office. Uh, you could expect some kind of consulting position with the United Arab Emirates, etc. Huh. It's very difficult to um, find anybody. Listen, there's a shortage of statesmen in Washington. We're dealing with career politicians. We're, we're dealing with people that are making the wrong decisions, and they're not in the best interest, I don't think, of the people of this country. I, I'm sure everybody knows about the port deal, uh, and there are other areas that we should be taking a hard look at um, the border should be closed because the terrorists have every... Listen, there are terrorists sneaking across the southern border. There are people that intend to do as grievous harm that are sneaking across the, the, the southern border. Carol, I mentioned earlier to you, I spoke on Capitol Hill. It was a closed session in November um, this past year. I was followed to the mic by a retired Air Force general i'm not going to um if it's okay I, i'm just not going to name him at sure. the juncture but was that what was absolutely chilling and i'm sure people in your audience are not going to find this uh very comforting but according to him he pegged the probability of simultaneous nuclear detonations on american soil within the next five years at 100 percent so, based on that kind of information, and he did say that a couple of those weapons might have already been smuggled into this mm. country. They will not be delivered by missile. He felt they would be not suitcase weapons, but strategic nuclear weapons. What do you mean? I'm talking the types of weapons that can cause widespread devastation. We're talking hundreds of thousands of deaths. And he felt that a couple of these weapons might have already been smuggled in. They're the type of weapons that will be brought in either by ship or, or ferried one way or the other across the border. In lieu of that, with respect to that, we should be doing everything we can to close those borders and to effectively fight a battle against our enemies. We have yet to even identify who our enemy is. Mm. You know, the so-called war on terrorism is a misnomer at best. You cannot fight a symptom. You cannot fight a tactic. You No, no better than if the British had declared war on Blitzkrieg. You just can't do that. We have to name our enemy, and we have to be prepared to engage our enemy because they're prepared to engage us. Now, when you had told me about uh, your experience on Capitol Hill before, what else 
what you were, what you said after that was was even more chilling about how um, after this statement had been made, the hundred percent probability or likelihood within five years that nobody it, it, it was you said it was like somebody pat, said pass the sugar or something. No, it was. I think there were people there that were more concerned with whether or not they were going to have potato salad or coleslaw on their plate at the buffet that followed. Yeah. You know, maybe this type of information is too shocking for most people to absorb and, and react to. I, I don't know. You know, I lose a lot of sleep over this because I know, I know that we're losing the war. We're losing the battle, not over in Iraq, but over here on the home front because every day our enemies become further entrenched on our soil and strengthened on our soil. And they're using our system against us to do that. Well, could you give some examples? How are they using our system against us? Take the Council on American-Islamic Relations, which is a terrorist-friendly organization with common roots, uh, roots shared with uh, Hamas. Here um, is a self-appointed advocacy group for Islam in America. And it's right there to say, very often it steps up to the plate, it initiates lawsuits, it does whatever it can to bully any organization it possibly can not to put speakers up or, you know, constantly threatening and using the media and whatever whatever else it can do to deprive individuals of their First Amendment rights. Uh, CARE is locked in a, in a suit right now with Michael Savage, I'm sure you're aware of. Savage is suing CARE because CARE actually uh, went to supporters of his radio show to get them to withdraw support because he had said something that was not in keeping with um, their best interests. Mm. They're also suing different individuals. One of my speakers, uh, Joseph Kaufman, uh, has been faced with uh, litigation. The um, this pa- well, excuse me, this past autumn he spoke. Um, he had a little protest rally in front of Six Flags in Dallas, Texas. The reason for it was because um, Six Flags, I, b- I believe, had a, a Muslim American day. They were letting people in for a fraction of what they typically let people mm-hmm. in for. That wasn't the issue. The issue was that the organizations that hosted that event or sponsored that event are quite devious. And Joseph Kaufman was pointing that out. Basically, he was served with a restraining order and, and some kind of a lawsuit. On um, It went through a court in the Dallas area, and Joe lost the first round. Basically, they claim that his eight or nine people that were standing there with signs fingering these, uh, once again, these organizations that sponsored the event were intimidating the nine or 10,000 people that came in for the day. Those nine or 10,000 feared for their lives because of these nine people with signs. That's the type of stuff that And what, were the, what did the signs say? They were just, I, I believe they were identifying the organizations that sponsored them. I see. So, so the people should know. Be it the Islamic Circle in North America or the Muslim American Society, whoever was behind it, you know, they've got menacing roots, roots that they share common roots with the Muslim uh, Brotherhood. Uh-huh. Hmm. Well, you know, that's... Now, Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let me just add. Universities like um, George Mason University installing foot baths, the University of Michigan, 
foot baths. You heard about the flying imam story. Uh, that's another perfect example. A bunch of, of um, there was a U.S. air flight, some imams prior to boarding and following their boarding onto this airplane were acting in such a way that's, that some passengers were extremely upset. They were alerted to, the, to, to whatever was taking place, and they complained. They were concerned. U.S. Air t- deboarded them. The Muslim uh, imams had sued, and um, they're actually going after the passengers so that nobody could speak up anymore against something that they find that's, that's upsetting to them while they're sitting in an airplane prior to flight. And what is the status of that now, that suit? I can't answer that one. I know that one's still been going through. When when what? Yeah, I I don't have a status for you on that. Yes, I I know. It sort of has has dropped off the... uh... I I mean, it's been going back and forth, and I'm sure there are going to be appeals and stuff, but just to think that a passenger could be subject to litigation and sued because... They complain about some type of activity that they witness that they're uncomfortable with when it's their life that's at stake. And the government, following 9-11, asked for a citizenry to exercise a certain degree of vigilance. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's just awful. It's, it's um, well, I mean, so... The whole thing, as far as I'm concerned, was a put-up job because the, you know, it took place right around the same time as care the same time as CARE what? CARE has an annual conference in uh-huh. uh, Crystal City, Virginia. It was very close to that time. I have a feeling it's fermented. So, so you're saying that um, in terms of infiltration, that one of the ways is by using our own political correctness and our own laws or legal system against us. They're very adept at doing that, yes. Um. What about, well, I guess also the scary thing about this is, as you were alluding to before, is that it's not just the United States where this is happening. It's really been quietly happening all over the world. We're kind of like uh, barely um, picking up on it now. But but these kinds of things, I mean, the U.K. um, is, is a lot worse at this point. In other countries, Denmark, France, um, all over the world, there have been these subtle kinds of uh, uh, infiltrations going on for years. For years. In fact, uh, as far as I'm concerned, and a lot of the folks that I'm in contact with, and, and this started with with writers like Bot Yor years ago, I think you could flush a good part of Europe. It's going to end up under Islamic domination. In fact, India will probably fall under Islamic domination within 20 years. You know, to so many people, it still seems like a uh, science fiction movie, and yet it's so real. Well, so is our uh, need to take a break right now. We do need to take a break. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. My guest, Jeff Epstein, the president of America's Truth Forum, telling us some things that we... um, that aren't very comforting, but they are things that we need to hear in order to wake up to do something about them. So stay tuned and you'll hear more. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Charmin Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guest jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times do you want help then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. We're talking about exposing the imminent threats of terrorism, what the mainstream media won't tell you, with my guest, Jeff Epstein, the president of America's Truth Forum. He's going to be having a conference coming up. We'll be talking about that towards the end of the show, giving you a website where you can register. I really do encourage all of you to uh, register because this is the tip of the iceberg. I mean, obviously, we can't talk about (laughs) everything that's going to be talked about at a day-long conference in this hour. This is just sort of a taste to... uh, Give you the idea that there is so much going on that you don't, that none of us um, have much of a clue about because it is being hidden um, for so many reasons. Now let's talk about the other. There's a sort of a um, the flip side to this. Um, people who probably tell you you're chicken little, you know, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, it really isn't this bad. Of course, that's because people don't want to think that it could be this bad because it's, it's very scary as hell. But what about the other movement also, 
of people who um, talk about, and, and this seems to be a growing movement, of people who believe that 9-11 wasn't caused by terrorists per se, but or the or if there were terrorists involved, they were um, it was a joint uh, operation with the United States government that that Cheney and Bush were behind this in order to um, give an excuse to invade Iraq and get the oil. You know. I would tell them to get a life. There's, I'm sorry, Carol. That you know anybody that could actually believe that, I, I have very little in common with. Um, that was the worst attack that we suffered since uh, Pearl Harbor, and we know exactly who did it. There were 19 Al Qaeda ops that were involved, and uh, Bush Cheney had nothing to do with it. I, I think. Look, I'm not a strong proponent of the Bush administration. I do value the reason that we originally went into Iraq, but that's personal opinion, and um, that has nothing to do with America's truth form. But, you know, Osama bin Laden and al-Qaeda carried this mission out. That is the enemy. They killed 3,000 Americans that day. It's not the Bush administration. And anybody that thinks that we went into Iraq for oil, let me ask one question. Why aren't we extracting oil? <laughs> Actually, at this point, after what it cost us to go into Iraq... Well, how do you know that we're not extracting oil? We, we are not. You know, I, I know that we're not, but the one point that I would make, Carol, is after the human losses and after the money that we invested there, I would hope that we'll find some way to be able to bring some oil out of Iraq at maybe a discounted price because we should be their best customer. Mm -hmm. But we did not go in there for, for that reason. Well, what about... And, and let me just share something else with you. Yeah. And, and I think this is important also for your listening audience. We went in, Baghdad fell after 9, 10 days, what have you. We did not even start searching for weapons of mass destruction for months after we went in because of some of the uh, the fighting that was taking place there. I've had pictures shared with me of um, Saddam Hussein's weapons of mass destruction, laboratories, his radiological laboratories, pictures that have never, ever surfaced anywhere else before that were, you know, were taken there. I've had conversations with some of the generals that were involved, one in particular, uh, General Michael DeLong, or Rifle DeLong. He commanded CENTCOM and reported directly Tommy Franks, and he confirmed, and, you know, I'm sure he's done it in other places. I spoke to him for over an hour, and he confirmed the fact that those weapons were there. A large number of weapons were there, and, and they were basically taken out and buried in the Baca Valley. People don't want to believe that. That's unfortunate. I don't know why the Bush administration didn't do a better job of communicating exactly what was at stake. I think if people knew what a small vial of, of smallpox could do to our population, mm -hmm. that is a weapon of mass destruction, let alone a nuclear threat. And his labs were existent. Like I said, I've seen pictures, pictures that have never been shared with anybody else, and they were there. Well, and, you know, we kept uh, threatening for so long that we were going to go into Iraq that whatever weapons there were, they certainly did have time to hide them. So I, I, I do believe that. But 
Well, what about this current rumor, though, or uh, more than a rumor, there are some movies that are going around the Internet on this where, that talks about how Cheney, um, before before they get the Bush, Bush and Cheney get out of office, um, that they there is going to be another 9-11 type incident that so that Cheney is going to use that and Bush um, as an excuse to invade Iran. You've heard that, right? I hear all kinds of things, just <laughs> like you do. Uh, listen, if there's another 9-11 incident, it will not be caused by, the Bush, by Bush or Cheney. It will be caused by the enemy. And we are in a holding pattern right now. There isn't a counterterrorism expert out there that I don't interact with on a daily basis that doesn't believe an attack of that nature that isn't coming. In other words, there's, there's no question. We are going to get hit, and we're going to get hit hard. We're on their time frame. They're mm-hmm, not on ours. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when they get ready to do what they want to do, they're going to do it. You know, Osama bin Laden promised his followers two more devastating attacks, each more significant and each overshadowing 9-11. Second one, biochemical. Third one, nuclear. And I'm going to tell you that if he promised his followers that, you could take it to the bank. Now, with respect to Iran, we should go in there. There's no question in my mind. Something has to be done to stop them. You know, that um, the report that came out not long ago about them ceasing um, their, their nuclear program in 2003... Yeah. Shoot, shoot holes through it. The Iranians are working on on nuclear weapons right now, and they pose a significant threat to us, to our children. And somebody better step up to the place. Well, plate, do something about it. Yes, it I mean it seems obvious that that, that report was wrong. So why? Where? Did, why was that? How did that come out? Why? Why did that? Uh, why is that what got into the media? There was a there was a political agenda behind that report. Now we have a um, we've got a couple nuclear experts that will be speaking at the event in Dallas. One of which has had his hands on just about every nuclear weapon in the U.S. arsenal. He's taken them apart. He's put them back together. He knows how they function. He knows what the Iranians are probably going to manufacture and how they're going to deliver it. And he's going to talk about these things. According to him, in 2003, this is what he believes, they got to this, the critical point where they didn't have to continue much further with the technology for manufacturing the weapon. However, they got to the point where it was time to start enriching uranium to weapons grade. So they, pro- they probably stopped temporarily. They restarted. They've got the facilities now in place that are working to to enrich the uranium and they do pose a significant threat to us don't sell them short and it once again it would be irresponsible for the u.s government to step back and let this continue because Mm -hmm. that general that spoke on capitol hill was very quick to point out that the iranians when they get the opportunity will attack and they will attack israel Mm-hmm. Yes, so either we hit them or the Israelis <laughs> hit them. But they, we, cannot allow, we cannot allow Iran, which is a terror-hosting state,
that provides over $100 million a year to Hezbollah to acquire nuclear weapons. Yes. Um, you know, they certainly have made the threat many times. It's not like it would be a surprise. I can, you know, and yet everybody ignores it. And, and then when it happens, um, what? Well, we didn't think they really meant it is, you know, what people are going to say. But to, to go back to this question of, of Bush and Cheney versus, you know, how much was their doing and how much was Osama's doing with 9-11 and any future attack, I mean, really you could have, it could be, you were talking before about how uh, you know, with the pension plans and how the the um, our government, Washington, has essentially sold us out because of money. That people have gotten money and and they've allowed uh, certain things to go on and turned a blind eye to it because they've been paid off. Couldn't and the ports and that's something that I was just horrified at how we were going to have um, the Arab Emirates uh, dictate handle who gets in and out of our ports. You know, it was just the the um, the wolf guarding the hen house, the fox guarding the hen house was, you know, absurd. Uh, I think we should have impeached Bush just on that. But why, don't you think that it could be a bit of both, that, yes, it was Osama, and yes, they were terrorists, you know, who conducted 9-11, but at the same time, there was some complicity. There was a there was Bush and Cheney were complicit in what was happening, that it wasn't such a surprise. I mean, I just remember watching that, Image and it was in uh, Fahrenheit 9/11 of watching Bush um, sit there. I mean, it was in the news too. But watching Bush sit there and continue to to be in front of the class uh, of students, you know, reading a book or whatever he was doing, and when he, after he was told that 9/11 happened, just looking at his face where he really did not seem surprised. Yes, you could say he was in such shock that you know he just sat there, but it just it really did fit with someone who actually was expecting this to happen. Well, once again, I'm not a proponent of a number of things that they've done, but I could tell you that everything changed that day. And, um, you know, there's a lot to be said for the way that he maintained his composure and continued to, to do what he did, because at that point, from from the information that I have, they did not know where they were going to send him to. They didn't know if he could go to Washington. They had to make plans at that point to get him out of there. And, uh, no, Bush and Cheney had nothing to do with 9-11. But I hear the tone. <laughs> yes, I know. We have. <laughs> well, we'll have to leave that on a cliffhanger. Um, you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. We're having a... <laughs> Fascinating discussion. There is no end to uh, the intricacies of this problem. We're trying, we're trying to expose the imminent threats of terrorism and telling you what the mainstream media won't. My guest is Jeff Epstein. He's the president of America's Truth Forum. And in the next segment, we're going to tell you about a fascinating conference that he is putting on and telling you how you can register to come. If you don't believe these things that he's talking about, uh, Jeff, you welcome people who don't agree with you. They can sit there and and be taught, lectured by, uh, by a lot of experts, including yourself. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guest, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch, where we're talking about exposing the imminent threats of terrorism, what the mainstream media won't tell you. My guest is Jeff Epstein. He's the president of America's Truth Forum. And um, just tell people about the conference that's coming up and who some of the speakers are and why you're uh, going, working so hard to make this a success. Well, well, thank you, Carol. And I want people also to know, you know, I, I put in between 100 and 120 hours a week for four years straight already without compensation. And I'm doing this because this is not a threat that we can afford to pass on to our children. That shouldn't be our legacy. As far as speakers, we have our nation's leading experts on both radical Islam and counterterrorism. People like Frank Gaffney, David Chippers, who was formerly Chief Investigative Counsel for the U.S. House Judiciary Committee. You know, talking about a major cover-up, David Chippers will be addressing what happened in Oklahoma City. And for those of you that don't know that, the 1995 bombing of the Murray Building in Oklahoma City it was an Islamic connection. It wasn't just McVeigh and Nichols. Mm. Um, leading up to that awful, uh, god awful morning, that explosion that killed 179 Americans. Leading uh, and prior to that, and even afterward, McVeigh was seen in the company of somebody that was identified as an Iraqi Republican guard. Dave, according to David Chippers. He could get convictions in the U.S. court of law against those people. 
and yet that's been one of the biggest cover-ups once again in American history. Hmm. Dr. Wafa Sultan, a Syrian-American uh, psychologist, will be talking about um, the threat of militant Islam. Dr. Paul Williams, best-selling author, will be addressing the nuclear threat. Laura Mansfield uh, is speaking again for us. Dr. Harvey Kushner, Chairman of Criminal Justice for Long Island University. He was also an expert witness to a pre-briefing of the 9-11 um, Commission. Robert Spencer from Jihad Watch. Bruce Teft, founding member of the CIA's Counterterrorism Task Force. Teft has trained over 15,000 law enforcement officers and first responders and has been NYPD's counterterrorism advisor since 9-11. David Harris is coming from Canada. He was formerly chief of strategic planning for the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, which is equivalent to our FBI-CIA. Uh, in addition, Caroline Glick is coming from the Jerusalem Post. My appeal to everybody that's listening in today, Carol, is that once again, we've assembled our nation's leading experts. You may not agree with us, you may find some of this information um, such that, you know, y you have a varying opinion. I would encourage you to come and to share it. I would also encourage you to come and listen. Listen to these experts. They've done the research. There is no political agenda here. We're trying to save our country. We're trying to, to do something to create a better world for our children and to keep them safe and secure. That's the purpose of this event. Information on how you could register is available and on where our website. it is and when it is. Yes, the event is on the symposium is on Saturday, February second, in Dallas, Texas. Friday evening, we're going to have a cocktail reception uh, party, dinner party. It was not a party actually, but we're going to have a dinner, and uh, it, it'll provide people with an opportunity to speak to these experts on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Saturday, the whole event will. It'll run the full day, and once again, uh, it'll be one speaker after the next, and then there'll be a Q&A session. But we need to get this information out. Um, it's a grassroots initiative. It's that important because the threat is that real. And anybody that wants to um, secure a ticket, reserve space, just has to visit our website. You know, California to Dallas, probably a couple hours by plane. It'll be well worth it if you care about your children, you care about your future, and you care about our country. The website is America's Truth Forum. That's A-M-E-R-I-C-A-S-T-R-U-T-H-F-O-R-U-M. That's America's Truth Forum.com. And people are standing by if you want to call in. The telephone number is 866 709-3474. Okay, and I'll repeat that before the end of the show. Um, and, and you are, what you were saying off the air was that you do welcome um, people who don't necessarily agree with you because otherwise it's preaching to the choir. I must say that I attended this conference um, when it was held a couple, of, a year ago, two years ago, year and a half yes. ago, and in Las Vegas, and it was just mind-blowing. Um, it was, it was, you know, of course frightening, but at the same time, I was very glad that um, I was there finding out all this information, uh, rather than being surprised one day when some of these threats are, are carried out. Because um, the only 
way that we can do something about it is to first be knowledgeable. And isn't that that's one of the problems of our government, that really they don't know enough, a lot of the people don't know enough about Islam, radical Islam, and, and the Koran, and what, why don't you just um, close with that, what it says. You know, whoever Quran. knows anything about the subject matter is terminated because of the, uh, the pro-Muslim or, or Islamist lobby. Mm-hmm. The um, the people that don't know anything about it or have an agenda, decided with some of these uh, pro jihadist uh, organizations, are the ones that are controlling things. You know, once again, there isn't a counterterrorism expert out there do- that doesn't believe that we're going to get hit. It's inevitable. It's not a question of if, but when. But you know, w- if they don't hit us, they're going to do the same thing to us. That they didn't. That they're doing to Europe, in particular, in particular, Denmark, Sweden, the Netherlands, and England. And that is that they're infiltrating us, and they're they're, they're becoming very well entrenched in our soil, and they're using the protections guaranteed by our constitution against us. So if they don't hit us, at some point they're going to win anyway. If they do hit us, maybe there'll be a backlash against us against them, excuse me, but it's certainly something that I don't want to see take place. I'd rather educate the people, put the topic with subject matter on the table, and figure out ways to protect our children and do so without violence. That's the way, that's the best way of handling this. But if you don't expose the truth for what it is, nobody's going to pay attention and nobody's going to demand that our government protect us. And and the scary part too is um, that so much of this information, pe- people who do know this information are not really able to get it out because of the media, um, mainstream media, not wanting I don't know, not wanting to scare people, not wanting to to um, reveal people who have done things that are are incompetent. Um, I mean, some of the things that that Harvey Kushner talked about in regard to what's going on at American colleges was just mind-blowing. And you, you just wonder, well, how is this happening? How are people, the, the chancellors of the universities, allowing these kinds of things to happen, educated people, you know, and, and, and yet it is happening. And so um, we certainly need to know about these things. Carol, we three can... weeks ago, a Muslim man in Canada executed his daughter because she wouldn't wear a burqa. A week and a half ago in Dallas, Texas, a Muslim man, a taxi driver, shot and killed both his daughters because they were becoming too westernized for his taste. They had infidel boyfriends, what have you. Did you hear much about it in the mainstream media? No, I didn't hear about it. Nothing. Nothing. You know, honor killings, thousands a year across the country, excuse me, throughout the world, thousands. And yet there's no reporting on this. And, you know, this is the type of information that has to get out there. If there's anybody, once again, in your listening audience that feels that we're wrong, I'd once again encourage them to come and listen and and hear us out and listen to these experts because that's all we're going to do is provide information. You know, America's Truth Forum, that's what we're about, just taking information and putting it out into the hands of the public. And let so that me, you can analyze it yes. and make your own decision. Yes, absolutely. It's not that you're forcing anyone to believe anything that they don't want to believe, but you're providing information and then people can make their own decisions. And again, that conference is on uh, Saturday, February 2nd. Friday night is a 
dinner where you can um, speak more uh, more directly with the speakers. And uh, it's in Dallas, Texas. And the if you just go to americastruthforum.com, that's America S truthforum.com and the phone number is 866-709-3474 866-709-3474 I just uh, would love people to, to come and, and hear about these things and uh, of course also um, as you know my, my listeners who my faithful listeners know that I've written a book on coping with terrorism and when you have these fears that get stirred up, needless to say, you can find out how to make yourself stronger psychologically and physically by um, finding out some of the things that I suggest in coping with terrorism. But the first thing is to open your eyes to what really is happening and then and then doing something about it. So, Jeff, thank you very much um, for being on the show. Again, this is the tip of the iceberg. I hope Jeff has whetted your appetite so that you'll come and find out more about uh, what's really going on from people who spend their whole life uh, doing this, researching this, and uh, who can Carol? really tell you how it is. Yes? For some reason, I'm having trouble hearing you, but listen, thank you for the opportunity to come on. And, you know, I, you're just wonderful. I, I really appreciate the fact that you came to that event, that you're coming to Dallas and that you're willing to listen to these experts and you're open to hearing the message. Absolutely. You're very welcome. Thank you, and thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.